bells, the bells, the bells. Bells, the bells, the bells. Bells, the bells, the bells. The bells, the bells, the bells. In the real world. The bells, the bells, the bells. With cars and houses and times. The bells. There lived two Bohemian housewives. The bells, the bells, the bells. With deep Midwestern roots. The bells, the bells. Then one day. The bells, the bells, the bells. They were airlifted. The bells, the bells, the bells. And dropped. The bells. Into the middle. The bells. Of Crown Heights. The bells. Brooklyn. The bells. The bells. The bells. These. The bells. Are. The bells. There. The bells. Stories. Hey, Lauren. What's up, Becca? Love ya. Hear that full clink. That full clink. We got those full glasses. (laughs) There it is. There's something in there. Oh, we are. We got something in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was lovely. We hit record right as Saint Teresa of Alvila, I think. Avila. Avila. Yeah. Um, that church, which is my Your special church. church. My, I pray when the bells at noon and six play songs. It's just so magical and special. And then I realized that Saint Teresa is the mystic of Catholicism. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So that's who I'm like meditating with. Chris. When her bells ring, I'm like meditating with crystals in my hands and like praying to my spirit guides. So it feels like everything's... That's what she would want you to do. Exactly right. Yeah. And I, I, we both have suspected that this was going to be a great podcast tonight. And I feel like the bells... <laughs> when the bells came on, kept, it was like, like I had to hit record. Yeah, then, it was yeah. perfect. It was yeah. great. So the bells told for the bells. us. They know? did. They really did. So it's a good way to start. It is such a good way to start. <laughs> it feels great. It feels magical in here right now. Got a really messy top, but tabletop but it's it feels very bohemian to me yeah exactly it's perfectly bohemian yeah we're kind of camping inside well right because it decided not to be spring anymore today right so you just have to live in denial sometimes right and like and i welcome (laughs) that that crazy wind gust did that shit wake you up this morning there the wind was crazy yeah and also like i just keep my windows wide open no matter how cold it is so i had like very cold massive amounts of winds coming that's what woke me like on me it was like and i was like (laughs) under my down blanket and it felt i did feel like i was camping in the mountains which makes me very happy but yeah in my apartment it was like they were literally howling and whistling like through the apartment like oh really i woke up to the sound of like howling and whistling wind Plus the sound of like the pipe radiator just like clanking and yeah, right. banging and like Brooklyn. both things like it was like getting it was just like freezing all of a sudden because of these winds, so like both of those sounds and I just woke up and it was like super bright. I was just like, what's happening? It was an extreme weather yeah. event today. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Spring is like, like trash fighting. can lids just like yeah. rolling down the street. It's like that fighting. Kind of, yeah, yeah, right. Like the yeah, weather, it's is, volatile. Yeah, it's volatile. Yeah, you said that the other, the other night day too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it just keeps like dropping eighty degrees or forty degrees. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It's okay. I was thinking about how it was 80 degrees on Friday. Was it 80? Today it's 40 degrees. It was 79. Wow. Wow. 80 degrees. That's hot. 79. Wow. And sunny because it was supposed to storm, but suddenly it was just like 79 and sunny. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was And now it's like 40 and howling winds. Yeah. So anyway, that's the Brooklyn weather report. This is a conversation with your grandmother. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I always forget that, like, maybe other people don't want to talk about this stuff, but I'm, I'm fully at the point in my life where, like, this is the most interesting thing to talk about. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Well, we both had significant experiences with the wind today. So, yeah. and wind is a really, like, magic thing for me, I'll tell you. 
The winds of change? Winds of change and just like wind in general. I I don't... I have conjured wind before. You want to talk about it? I was... I knew you'd ask and I don't know if I do right now. Okay. I mean, I can. It's pretty... It's like serious bohemian housewifery. It is. I know it is. Well, it's... <sighs> I mean, you didn't want to. No, it's not you like want to give away your powers. No, no, no. So there, we've talked before on the podcast about um, the cone of power, mm-hmm. which is when three or more witches get together, and the energy between them, if they set their intentions to it, can start to kind of like swirl in like a tornado esque cone between them and reach up and you know make mm-hmm. uh, magic happen. And so when I was in New Zealand with my cousin Molly Carol May. And Sarah Louise, honoring our sisters. Um, We were driving for like a month, zigzagging through the South Island, camping everywhere. And it was really incredible. And we, you can just camp wherever you want because there's just, it's just land everywhere. It's like there's just nothing. It's very, very desolate. But like where Lord of the Rings was filmed. So it looks, it's like so gorgeous and like. I, it's, I've never, it's, un, it's truly an unbelievable place. But, so there was one night that we were camp we'd like camped next to like railroad tracks and like in kind of like looking into a vat, like a gorge of mountains. And it, we were in like low land and there were just millions of bugs, not mosquitoes, but like you could like swim through the air of these like little tiny bugs everywhere like in your gnats. mouth in your yeah, it was like kind of like a gnat I, I i don't i don't think i had ever seen these kind of bugs before mm-hmm. but it was like some you know south pacific different version of like fucking bugs everywhere in the air and it was brutal and we were trying to cook and we had like our camping stove out and we were the three of us sleeping in a two-person tent and it wasn't like it was too hot to be in the tent it was just it was you know the tough and rough life of road tripping so <laughs> We, as, you know, young 24, 25-year-old, 23-year-old witches, um, stood, like, up on this kind of, like, hill or whatever and just and were, like, asking for wind to mm-hmm. come because that was the only thing that would get the bugs gone. It was, like, the bugs couldn't withstand because they're so tiny. And let me tell you something, that wind fucking showed up hardcore Mm -hmm. and we didn't even really talk about what we were asking but we were all were there and it like happened it happened and then somebody walked away I'm not sure if it was Molly or Sarah like to go to a different you know do something else in their process of witchcraft and (laughs) it the wind dead stopped like dead complete stillness dead stuff let's get this cone of power do you know what i mean let's make this wild shit and then after that i had some personal experiences conjuring wind but it (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) right but like it's so so i do um i like to be reminded of its power conjuring wind is so powerful i feel you know very close to water Mm. As pretty, do I, yes. Pretty close to fire. Like, sort of close, I, yeah. I like to play with fire, uh-huh. you know. I'm a little literally, scared of it, literally. but I I theoretically like fire. Yeah. yeah. You literally like it, and I theoretically <laughs> like yeah. it. Good. Okay, cool, cool. Earth, it's like, mm. I'm not like super earthy, but I get it. I think air is probably the one, wind and air is like the one I feel the farthest away from. So sure. maybe it just feels like very, it's like the element, the unknown element or something. Sure. So when it like wakes you up, like yeah. howling through your home, you're like, yes. oh, it just happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I never, th- I always think of it as my connection is to wind and not to air. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's like air in motion. Yeah. So like, yeah. What, what it you know? Because air could seem very still, but I guess maybe the thing we're learning about air is that air can take a lot of forms, just as Water the other can. things. Exactly. Fire, warmth, earth, destruction. Yeah. Earth what's can take it, a lot of different what's forms. What's bad about earth? Not bad. Not bad. What's destructive about earth? Oh, destructive. I was thinking of just like taking different forms. And I'd be like, well, from the earth, like everything grows. So mm-hmm. that's like all sorts of different stuff. Right. But I don't know what's destructive. About- I mean, volcanoes are destructive. Good point. 
Earth core who even knows yeah, what's, down what's going there. on down there. That stuff is gnarly. <laughs> so that's been so that's geology been. with RHB. <laughs> and uh it's about all I have to offer oh on that God. topic. I just want to say I have so much fun. Cheers. I love you so much. This is just we have you guys, we have a blast doing this. It's, it's really It really and it just it was born. You know what? All of a sudden we're I think we're gonna it's it's happening. It's so natural. All everything we do is just so natural and easy. Um, we just like wink at each other and then like it's like an even it's like a, segue. It's like a there's not even an actual there wasn't wink. even a wink. Sometimes there's a wink, but this one this but it's true, it's like what the podcast was born out of was just us talking and having fun and laughing so much that we were like, we should record this. Yeah. And that was, and and we wanted to do it in like a very, we didn't know anything about it. So it was like simple. We just got to get it up, get it out. Yeah. We have a podcast. Yeah. Listen in on our friendly conversations where we And we just, practiced, and we, believe it or not. We actually practiced a lot. <laughs> like, That's so funny. A year? A year and a half? A, a year. year, yeah. But we practice for a long time. You know, those are the bootlegs those that you'll boot- never get yeah. your hands on. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Unless until our like museum retrospectives. But yeah, we kind of like rehearsed and figured it out, and then like figured out our format. We took and it then very we, seriously. We just, <laughs> and then we just press record one day and <laughs> figured out how to get onto iTunes for like as lo-fi as we do it. We took it. We took the here. We took the art of it. That's it. Very fucking that's, seriously. That's the difference. I need and a high five. I remember. That's exactly right. It's the purest form of art, everyone. It is the purest form. The welcome purest welcome form to episode 41, The Purest Form of Art. I remember when our lawyers were here, they were like... They were tr- so awesome. Okay, they're so awesome, but... <laughs> <laughs> Even the best boys mansplain. No, that's it. <laughs> oh they my God. Play? Yes. That, I didn't notice. That was about them. I love that song. Thanks oh, for bringing it back. Yeah, that's um, that is a good one. That's that is an RHB classic. <laughs> but that's what happened because like they saw our kind of like freewheeling style <laughs> and didn't realize how much there's like actually like layers of prep happening before you hit record. Right. It seems like maybe we just hit record <laughs> without talking. And so, you know, uh, I remember there were a lot of suggestions given to us by our lawyers who are the granted, best boys. it's their job to and give their, us yeah. suggestions okay the, and, and legal representation and, and even advice. the best boys mansplain yeah but we're asking them to mansplain what i'm saying is that they weren't prepared for the level, level of, of like professionalism yeah, that, that was actually happening yeah. believe it or not yeah guys <laughs> i know behind the scenes I, yeah all the like the fact that I mean, there's part of it is that we d- we didn't know how to do any of this, and and I still remain absolutely clueless. Becca does our tech, and you are a champion of that. I mean, just by the way, thanks. Many cheers to you, you on that one. Um, but yeah, it we've made conscious choices since the beginning, even with how serious that we've taken it seriously. That is, we've taken it, and as much prep goes into it to keep it. Sort of like cable access podcast. That's Am exactly I, right. Right? And like, it's not a secret that we've modeled our podcast after Wayne's World. But I will say, hip Brooklyn women's feminist dismantle the patriarchy, <laughs> sparkles and rainbows, Wayne's World. <laughs> I just mean, yeah, like maybe not so much in terms of topic, although like no, if the I'm guy afraid. with the suck cut wanted to come on thinking be our guest, I would totally welcome that wherever you are. Um, oh, yeah, we've got access right. actually. He might actually respond to our, <laughs> our tweets. James Franco. James. <clears throat> James. Okay. So he is going to be on this podcast. I just want, I don't know if it's going to be episode 100, if it's going to be episode 500, if it's going to be episode April 3rd, 2016. Motherfucker is going to be on this episode and he is going to talk to us about what it's like to be a James Franco as James Franco. That's his favorite topic. It's going to be awesome. I will even buy him his own blue microphone. He can buy a microphone. No, I want to give it to him as a gift in his own color, like he's a member of RHB. All right. From my heart to his, you know how much I love him. Because of you. Ball for a bribe. That's fine. Yeah. Ball for a bribe. (laughs) 
that what I said? No, is that what she said? Uh, That's what I heard. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, James Franco. James Franco, James Franco. Got distracted. Back to Wayne's world. I was like, wait a minute. What were we talking about? Because James is super cute. <laughs> so. so we have tried to kind of like... We just at him on Instagram and oh. dolphins in. He uses a lot of dolphins and a lot of palm tree emojis. And so we've taken that um, into kind of like RHB marketing and branding. Or was it just the one Kate Durbin picture? Does he do it all the time? Oh, maybe it was just... It comes from dolphins, the Kate Durbin. of course. The Kate Durbin, like, she was wearing the James Franco sweatshirt and then he right. retweeted it. That was amazing. And then put a bunch of palm trees and dolphins there. Does he also do it all the time? Dolphins he was using very regularly okay. for a while. I haven't seen his... I'm not getting his Instagrams as often as I used to. Like, I don't know what is up with the algorithm or whatever, but, like, I just don't see that shit. And... But he was using I, now palm trees. I'm not 100 percent about, but I'm sh- <laughs> I'm 100 percent that he was using dolphins very often, and I'm pretty sure he was using some palm trees on occasion. Almost like he doesn't use other emojis. Mm. He only uses like dolphin emoji mm-hmm. to express emotion, and as we found out today, it expresses a, a lot of different emotions. Yeah, it really can kind of get. All you really need is like dolphin and yeah. two whales and two different and whales. You can have a whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the RHB Tumblr. Yeah did uh, did you put it on? <laughs> no, no I haven't put it on should. yet. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to. False yeah. promises. Okay, it'll be there. Check it out tomorrow when yeah, on April fourth. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so the yeah. reason why... Oh, right. Are we going to... Wayne's World? Oh, yeah. Wayne's World. Well, we... Wa- right. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I wasn't always consciously setting out for RHB oh. to be exactly like Wayne's Nor World. Nor was I. But as we came to a lot of different right. crossroads, <laughs> I, I realized that the values that are important to me are... Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar's values. <laughs> you did it. You got it out. Thank you. Oh, that was good. Thank you. That was so good. <laughs> I yeah, and I think what I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of talk about um, what led us to the purest form. We're gonna get to that a lot of stuff, but um, guys, we have um, we're not necessarily viral. Or any anything like that. We're not. We're not. We haven't like. Don't. I don't want our true fans to like think that we've. You know that that's in our still category comedy. Yeah, we're a comedy. Great. We do great. We do real well. We're doing great. But we have had some offers recently to sell out, and it has brought um, the actual discussion. That of selling out that Beck and I use as a theory, as a metaphor, as an actuality, like all the time in a lot of different ways on this podcast and in our lives as 90s girls. So like we were offered a couple different, there's a couple opportunities on the table that's pretty much led to selling out. There's a lot of, there's, we're not going to describe all of them, but some of them involve money for advertisements. And so we had to like, get our lawyers in the room, talk about what the contracts potentially would be, what we want out of that potentially, and also have a philosophical discussion about selling out, which seems like we've covered 500 million different ways, (laughs) and yet presented with the actual question, do you or do you not want to sell out, it was um, it was interesting to find to, to it was it, I was fascinated by the entire process. Me too, and like I don't think we were ever on different pages no, exactly, no. but we were surprised how much we were kind of like swapping sure. roles with one another. Totally, because like where I try to be this kind of like you know Gen X side of millennial purist about not sure. selling out yeah it turned out that i was like well how much money are we talking about <laughs> what are we talking about here what's going on and then whereas lauren is like super savvy about like branding and like how to sell yourself i'm on the millennial awesome side of the millennials <laughs> of the so... gen x yeah is that sort of it you're on the gen x side of millennials and i'm on the millennial side of gen x there's like... that thing that is 1980 1981 yeah like yeah i um so i think that 
I was you were, be, I was you were more skeptical yeah. than I was. Yeah, I was yeah. very 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 con- concerned. I just like and it was it was yeah, we it was and it was true though cuz it was like okay, how much money are we talking about? Like we are right. artists yeah. and we live in one of the most expensive places in the world. And we were like, okay, if we're talking even $50 a piece a month, like to have an ad at the end of our HB, right. like, okay, it, how intrusive is that? These were questions that were, is, is the ad in the middle? Do we have to talk about? So do we have to products? Right. <laughs> do we do it at the beginning before the intro? Yeah. Like this, these were all, there were some offers sent to us that I had to Google because I had no idea what any of these words meant. And then I learned that you could do something called a live read. Uh, all you podcasters out there know Yeah, what this, this is, is like, we, didn't, we don't. We, uh, we are Wayne and Garth, okay, clearly guys? Clearly, we're just learning. And um, so, yeah, you read the advertisement and maybe you're allowed to like kind of put your own spin on it. And you just say it in the middle of your show so Ooh, that there doesn't have to so just be like, to right. So there doesn't have to be an ad at the beginning or the end because you're just like weaving it right in. And then at first I was like, oh yeah, because we do our show all in one take. So that would allow us to yeah, just it's not like dis- a disruption. put it in and like, you know, be true to the integrity of the form. And then I was like, oh no, that yeah. sounds like the that worst sounds thing like ever. The and biggest I would sellout. die inside so that's hard. the biggest sellout in my opinion i'd rather have like a beginning middle and end commercial than yeah. do that but you know like in wayne's world they do put in that big joke about not bowing to sponsors and well, they're, they're uh-huh. opening the pizza hut thing and taking the doritos yellow different and everything and doritos and you know like i remember thinking but it that, breaks thinking, them apart well i remember thinking that was hilarious at the time and now with a little perspective i'm like Wayne's World actually did sponsor those corporations. Yeah, they ended up selling out. That was free ads. They sold out, and it affected them, and they had to save themselves from selling out. It really is the most 90s. It almost captures the zeitgeist better than, like, Reality Bites. Reality Bites is the other one. It's the one, yeah, of course. But it's like, all of a sudden, if you think about the actual, like, theories behind Wayne's World of, like cable access into this like that is it's reality bites looks more like this is about sellouts yeah or like selling out in the 90s angst because it's angsty but like wayne's world is angsty as a comedy too super angsty we have to watch it we're gonna do i really think we should do a live a live cast like we did for james franco yeah i think, I think it would great. be really good yeah, i only need to like half watch it because i know yeah, all like you words. know everything i mean i've seen it 700 times also but i haven't seen it recently but we won't have to pay attention so hard it'll be easy to live cast it yeah it'll be fun yeah. i think that'll be super fun and so we 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 start talking about like yeah what does this mean like are we what do we want out of rhb mm-hmm. and like what first and foremost are are artistic intentions yeah because that's always what it it was because because what we're also doing is we're create like this is based out of conversations that we have just hanging out Mm -hmm. that's why we decided to podcast Mm -hmm. and so like that is such a pure intention then we get to the podcast part and it's like okay let's keep that as i mean i'm sort of like working this out right now mm-hmm. like i'm but like that sort of is like we get to the podcast and it's like okay we don't have music we do our own thing we do we make our own sound sound effects on occasion we don't even do sound effects like pew 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 <laughs> that's all it's not every episode Long-time you know? listeners may know we have one sound effect <laughs> and it, you just heard it pew, 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 pew. i kind of sometimes will try to do other ones but they're always like boo 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 it's like just like, like same thing like different same thing uh, different tone yes. <laughs> yeah. so yeah we're you know and I think that so as it and as we've you know come as like feminist field trips we, which we haven't done in a minute but we're we've got a couple coming up which is exciting we've sort of like ma- made art out of our lives yeah. in a little bit of a not really any constraints outside of we have to sit here and mm-hmm. turn it on mm-hmm. but we try to capture this yeah. Very pure thing. Right. And thus it becomes this purest form of art. Right. It's, um, in my mind, it's durational art, which like connects What does us. that mean? It means like art that is time constrained or like art whose 
one of its like primary formal qualities is time. I guess I would describe it like that. Wow. So like Wait, the, Mar- the, the Marina Abramovich thing yeah. that you were part of at yeah. MoMA. What's it called? Um, the artist is present. The artist is present is durational art because there's like duration. Set yeah. Duration sure. each day and for a month or however long it Interesting. was. This is so interesting because I was thinking of it as, because I'm thinking of that meaning like, well, it's never ending because we never stop doing it. And you were like, the, like you're talking about this the, when we have the mics on, but I've also thought of each episode as their own thing and you think of it as an right. ongoing we project. It's so interesting. That. That's right. That is, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but I just no, saw those it's connections. Such a good point. It's such a good point. You're right. Because I, I think maybe what I said before was that I think of it as like, a long form durational yes. conceptual art project. Yes, 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 totally. <laughs> Which is like, you know, maybe not everybody, how everybody conceives of their podcast. I had never <laughs> thought of it as a long form art project. Like, I had always thought of it as like within each episode, like mm-hmm. this thing that we do, like a commitment that we've made. Yeah. But we just create these like pieces of art, of, uh, of art that go under this umbrella of RHB as opposed to I don't to think it, they're mutually exclusive. Nor do I. And yeah. I'm pumped about it. As soon yeah. as you said it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, what a perspective shift. Like, what an interesting perspective shift. Because we were also talking, because that, I mean, we, we've we said this before, but it was a long, long time ago. Because you think, well, at the time, we're thinking that folks should start at episode one and go through. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think you pull. Oh, that's what the conversation was. That's how it started. Yeah, 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 I was like, I think you can pull from either space. Mm-hmm. God, we are so good See, at being yeah. like different. And the same. <laughs> exactly. We're so good at just yeah. like having completely complementary, yes. opposite goals, and not getting mad at each other. No, but, they, but, but sometimes they are. They are. They're like so different. That it's like perspectives. It's like right. It's just that our realities are like intersecting on some level that totally works. But like we may just be on these other realities, and that's cool. Yeah, because it still makes whatever happens here happen. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that is something that we ultimately decided to protect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that for me, too, it was that Lauren has the best number one rule in all of her creative projects. And that is is (laughs) friendship first. Friendship first. Friendship first. And so the very idea of the podcast grew out of friendship. It is an really important part of our friendship and when we thought about some people coming in and capitalizing on that we just like no really got protective like fiercely protective. <laughs> like mama bear yeah, i was just gonna say mama bear <laughs> of rhb and we were like what's going what on what is happening here? this is fierce fire shit yeah we're like burn Burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Like, no, we would have, we would rather have two listeners for the rest of our friendship yeah. than no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, then, like, then compromise the integrity of the art that we're producing, which is born out of friendship first. Right. And which is like, what you're saying. And so, the motive of RHB is to have a really great time making something together. Yes. And so, it's very pure yes that motive yeah and the idea of tainting it with any kind of pre-roll post-roll live read (laughs) (laughs) call it out in the lingo girl guess what i know how to say no to all your (laughs) advertising offers (laughs) (laughs) and that's the thing is like the other thing that we were thinking is that if this is happening that only means that like we're in the ether a little bit, maybe, which is very exciting. Yeah, we have so much fun doing this. Probably because Lauren is famous on the internet. I don't know if that's anyway. the reason, but we—it's only going to continue to grow. And once it gets super big, then I think that the sellout is of our own creation. This is interesting. Mm. Like, what if you sell out with your own terms? Mm-hmm. Is it then a sellout? I don't know. Because, like, I don't necessarily ever want ads. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would do live podcast tours and I would have merch and I would Mm -hmm. write a book with you. Like, you know, a Bohemian Housewifery Guide or something. Any number of that type. Like, so once we're, you know, that 
we feel like we can wait on it. We can like can stay so dedicated. Like there could be so an dedicated to what it is for change. That seems appealing. But this isn't it. This is yeah. None of this has has been it. Yeah. And also the thing I feel like the opportunity for change is like that we never change and we make it <laughs> right. undeniable and that people are like we will just we just want to pay you to be to have a link to this awesome purest form of art. Right. Exactly. And yeah. And that's and like, then we're like sure fine pay us to continue doing exactly what we want to do exactly you know and like that, that's that fine. is this, that is waiting guards dilemma pretty much to it to you what you just said <laughs> but anyway um, i was just gonna say <laughs> that yeah i tried to think of like the thing that would make me want to change or want to do something different and then i was just like why would I do anything different? Like, no. I know. Like, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm just, like, having a great time. And yeah. so, like, what I need is just make sure <laughs> nothing changes. changes. And yeah. that's it. Agreed. And so, so far, that's the plan. Yeah. We really... Then I realized I would kind of almost prefer like fewer people to know about our podcast which I don't know I don't know if you agree on that point and that's okay but you know like I don't I don't really want to be like a breakthrough podcast I want to be like a secret that people tell each other dope ass (laughs) secret that everybody yeah I I think that's the thing is like I've never had any intention because I think that I mean we've like hung out and had drinks and talked about like all the I mean the the funny videos and the movies and like just you know we could do so many have so many but it's like this is it's I it's keeping true to what it is and just being like this we're just hanging out and podcasting I don't know like I never had an idea that it was like we were gonna we would have get paid for it yeah it was just like this project yeah and I think that staying at that project of like this fun friendship project that we do yeah is the exact right space to be because you don't want to be in that place where you're like it's like we're looking down on Lauren's living room only that's not Lauren's Lauren's living living room Like, you don't ever want to go there. No. Like, that's what I was thinking about, like, when we get written up in Vogue, how it will, like, there'll be a picture of, like, us in this apartment. Mm -hmm. It'll look good, though. You have a cute apartment. uh, Thanks, girl. I I do love my place. But it's, you know, also, by the way, you have a cute apartment. No, you have a cute apartment. We we both have. We (laughs) We have. You know what? Honestly, we should do a, a apartment photo shoot of our apartments and put it up on the Tumblr. Okay. That's a great idea. If one person emails us, gmail.com. One person has to email us and we'll do that. And we will take... Just takes one. Just takes one, guys. Just takes one. Hey, Becca, yeah. um, talking about, we're talking about the purest form of art. Um, mm-hmm. It is National Poetry Month, huh? It is. What do you guys call it? Naporo? Well, it's called National Poetry Month, but then oh, there's Mo, this thing yeah. called Naporimo, which is oh, National yeah. Poetry Writing Month, where you try to write a poem a day right. in the month of April, Yeah, which I have been doing since like 2008. I am so beyond impressed with the poetry community because of this thing, because... <laughs> wow. I am. I am. Because... I know about it because of you, and I'm friends with many poets on Facebook because of you, and and some friends that are poets that maybe we know, but whatever. Not many. Most of them come from you. But, like, folks are writing poems every single day. <laughs> it's like every year it keeps happening, yeah. and people do it, and I'm blown away by it. It's really inspiring and Mm. cool and like such a community thing in a sort of private yet somewhat public are you saying experience here is form of art kind of you know what i mean (laughs) like that's what we're talking about today so like 
can you talk about? Yeah, it is a pretty pure that, form of art. I think poetry it is. Poetry and, you know, It's all just of like, it. I can't remember what year it started. I think it's been happening for like 10 years now or something. This poet Maureen Thorson just like invented it and was like, it's National Poetry Month. Like, how about we write a poem every day? It's not that hard. You know, it's like a poem can be super short. This year I'm doing seven line poems, seven syllables per line, seven by seven. Simple. And Easy. so. It's Becca like, created that, by the way. You can just, like, give yourself whatever constraint you want. Last year I did spells, you know? Like, you can make it manageable. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to up the level of sound effects, I think. So, <laughs> with those witch sound effects. Whistles and bong, bong, bong. Nice, <laughs> maybe, nice. maybe. Ooh, maybe that's what I should do is, like, have, like, a system of sound effects for, like, different things. That sounds you should, Yeah, you should do like Halloween sound effects. Yeah, they'll be... Okay, sorry, yes. Okay, so it's not that hard. So you're seven so, by seven. Yeah, and spells. then it's 30 days. And so it's also like, well, Bernadette Mayer, one of my favorite poets of durational art. <laughs> and by the way, that poem is also durational art. It's yeah, it like, is. Because you know, there's a time-based time constraint. And so it's like, Bernadette Mayer said, like, a month always seems like a good time period in which to undertake a project like any project poetic or not because it's like not so much time that you feel like oh my god will this ever end I can't do it but then it's like a short enough time where you can just like kind of feel free to fuck it up a little sure (laughs) like it's okay you know like so what I had a shitty day I didn't write a great poem you know but just on to the next day you know and so I think a month is a really great time in which to do a project and then like to write a poem every day in April is always super intense because I think it has made me realize that it's the month of the year, maybe especially in New York because Midwestern springs were a little slower, where like you start in one place and then you end up in like a completely other mm-hmm. place. Like you start and there like aren't leaves on the trees. Right. And then you end and it's just like full, full bloom, yeah. like blossoms and fuzzing. And it's so intense. And like the world has just burst open at the end of April, at least in New wow. York. And so like it's a super intense month to yeah. write every single day because like you feel like things are changing really fast. Whereas if you did sure. it in like January or something, I don't think you would feel that way I think right. you just kind of feel like nothing is happening right so there's like a natural propulsion <sighs> energy to it interesting thing I'm very into that I feel like that's so I think for anyone in any art form maybe like April doing something for your art every day is a great idea <sighs> god just keep laying it down Becca just thought of that laying just, it just down <laughs> I'm just like, what do I? What am I supposed to do? I, oh yeah, uh, no pressure. No, but... no, no. <clears throat> I love, I love yeah. challenges like that. So poetry like, yeah. is also the purest form of art because nobody ever gets paid except for Billy Collins and Mary <laughs> Oliver for poetry. And so there's this thing where like poets think like because there's no like actual monetary economy for poetry that that makes it really pure. And I thought that for a long time, too. And now I realize that it's, like, much more sinister than that. And, like, because there's no money exchange, like, people don't get paid to do this art form, the currency is, like, ego and reputation Mm. on this level that, like, puts, like, the stakes of those things are so high in poetry that I think it's actually, like... um, emotionally damaging yeah sure sure yeah sure yeah sure like whether because they're like they want that so bad like they want that reputation so bad Uh uh-huh or just because like you can just like stomp on someone's reputation like that right like sniff it out and it's right yeah so it can be pretty brutal Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So poetry, purest form of art, and yet money, I mean, no. As you've taught me, certain amount of money. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. Exactly. You know, um, 
another purest form of art is improv. Yeah. And part of that, uh, you can't make money doing it at all. I mean, unless you teach it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really can't. I mean, it's a very valuable skill to have, but you can't make money. Much like poetry, poetry. right? It's like like, serious. This will help you in life on a lot of mysterious levels. levels. But you can't make money doing it. But you can't make money doing it. And it's also like done in the, in the, it only happens once. And it's done in the moment. Right. And you're like, right, you're writing. (laughs) It's an absolute durational art form. And you're like writing on your feet while acting and performing. It is such a thrill. It's the best. Yeah. Because you're just the, you, you're, you are, um, at the mercy of, um, trust and, and for someone like Lauren, who, is like a very generous team player in improv. It's like to see how that works is so magical. Like to see how kind of like making space for someone on stage like <laughs> lets beautiful things happen. Like the human dynamics of it, even just beyond like was it funny or not, you know, like the human dynamics yeah. of improv are really amazing. Like, yeah. Like it's a cliche, but like the yes and thing is it's like unbelievable as like a as an outlook on life, as a way of being in the world yeah, to just be yes and is like very powerful. <laughs> like it's going to attract a lot of good things to you. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's like it's just magic. It's such it's and watching good improv is magic and like understanding that that's all you really need to do is just like say yes and. It's like I. I'm um, so it is it you know it's just like completely changed my life Fuck. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's really Sorry. special it's very special um, could be and and how fun that it's it is it is exactly I mean I've only be, been able to write in a way that is meaningful to me in a long it's been a long time since that's happened and I think it's because of improv because of the time constraint and the fact that it goes away and you can have a terrible show or a great show and it doesn't you have to not it doesn't you can't care because it's over and it's done and it's nothing and you can't get better you just have to like try harder to be like more open and listen harder and like be and I, oh, you, <laughs> I mean, I think it's like a practice in that way, you know, just like meditation is a practice that like lets you sit through a whole lot of discomfort, a whole lot of like nagging thoughts and feelings like improv. It sounds like from the way you're talking about it, it's like something that lets you like practice how to be good at life. It's like, it is. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly like how to just like roll with it. It is. It's like that's the only it's oh my god, that's the only um that's the thing about it. I'm I already miss it so much. Well, it's definitely going to be part of your life though. <laughs> it's definitely going to be part Friend, of your life. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm having an absolute breakdown. Do, do what you need. Right <laughs> I mean, oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. I just, you know, I am not perform. I'm not like on a house team at, I'm not, it's like, I can't, I'm like choke on the words. I'm not in a house team at UCB anymore, which just happened this week. And it, you know, there's so many things that are devastating about that. And there's so many things that are exciting about that, that we don't have to get into. But the, the the fact of the matter in my life is that improv absolutely is the purest form the of purest art. form of art like that's it just, you know and it's like that and that's... I can't the problem is that I and outside because I just you know um, performing improv and practicing improv is now a much more difficult thing I have to like create it recreate it again yeah. and like you know it's something that takes a lot of 
time and commitment and energy to, and, you know, I also enjoy writing and I want to write a TV show and I want, you know, not to say I'm not going to do improv again, but I, it's, you know, it's certainly changing. I'm just somewhat devastated by this like yeah. loss of this purest form of art for me because by the way writing feels that way too it's much more of a struggle it's not as instantaneous and it's magic it's mad writing mm-hmm. is magic but it's just such a different form of magic and I feel like I really it's just going to be essential to have both things in my life but I I improv is I think the only reason why I'm able to write at this point I yeah. wasn't able to write before that's pretty amazing I wasn't <laughs> able to write before I started yeah. doing improv and I did I stopped writing basically for three years and then I write this dumb essay and I knew I just like knew it I just knew fuck I just was like yeah. oh now here it is here it's it here's the thing that I like studied to do and I'm like <laughs> always wanted to do is to write and the reason why I started doing improv was because it wasn't working out and right. so like now all of a sudden I have this great fucking <laughs> Say and everything is amazing and like improv is going to be taken from me. I know. Oh I my know. god! It's so, guys. Well, the oh. funny the funny thing about RHB oh. is that the last time anyone out there heard from you, like you had just gone viral. <laughs> like, you were super internet famous. <laughs> <laughs> like things I, couldn't have been better. I know. Like, and here riding I'm like, high. Over the loss know? of my life. Like, yeah. This is my life. I'm yeah. Like, and so now it is just a couple weeks later. So I mean, like. Of course, I don't wish you this pain. No one wishes you no, this pain. But like, like, we all know what it's like to be like, oh my god, everything's awesome. Right. And then two weeks later, you're it's just, just like, fuck <laughs> me. Like everything fuck is completely me. different. There's everything yeah. from the yeah. walks so, I'm going to take, the trains I take. Yeah. Like my whole life, it's, it's like, like the worst breakup I've ever been through. And honestly, if one more person tells me that there's other fish in the sea, I am going to fucking drown myself. Yeah. Like it's like. It's get it's getting better and like I you know and I'm so happy for the people that get to do it. It's yeah. so wonder. It's like the it's the it ch- it completely changed my life and it's yeah. so wonderful. But it's um, to sit in the space that you know someone had to leave in order to make space for me. So like I get it. I got two incredible years as a performer, one year as a student. I could, will continue to take classes, yeah. but like, and hopefully continue performing in other ways. But like, man, yeah, it is a shift of perspective in life in a way that I wasn't necessarily anticipating. Right, completely. Right, and at I, all. I know. <laughs> I know it's like hard not to associate improv I'm gonna blow with my UCB. nose really quick. Do Hold it. On. Do it. <laughs> So oh <laughs> it's hard not to associate improv with UCB. Well, because it like all started, I've only really did it there. Like right. I didn't, because it's I, all you know, bound up together for you. But like my feeling is been so that fast. like you, there's a real loss here. Yes. Like, you shouldn't deny that. No. I wouldn't deny but, that. No one should deny that. There's a real loss and you have to grieve that loss. Sure. And that's a thing. But at the same time, I don't think it's really improv that you lost. Do you know what I mean? Like, so when I think of the purest form of art in terms of poetry, I think there's like something at the core of poetry that I will always have and that actually does sustain me. Now, there's a whole lot of like po-biz bullshit around that. Po-biz is my absolute <laughs> People use that new I didn't favorite. <laughs> I'm so happy I know that term. Thank you so much for so, that gift. Po-biz is a term <laughs> that people use. Prob a whole Disney. lot of that, like, you just, like, cobwebs you have to bat away all the time, you know? And also, it's, like, way less fun watching a poetry reading than an improv show, let's be honest. So, like, there's a lot of stuff there. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, at, like, <laughs> in the Earth's core of poetry. <laughs> Back to geology. The, <laughs> I'm good at <laughs> geological <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> Maybe not that is an incredible line. Itself. That is such a good piece of dialogue. Oh my god, I'm good at geological metaphors. <laughs> so, in the Earth's core of poetry, there is something that will always be there for me, and that's why I am a poet. Because like that is like there in my center of my mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that I know I can like count on poetry. It's almost mm-hmm. like poetry is like a person or. Like a force or something that mm-hmm. I can count on, I like a, to that, like a yeah. reliable parent or I something. Rela- I relate to that. You know, and so I think that 
Although UCB might not be a part of your life in the way it was before, and that fucking sucks. Improv and that yes. magic will remain, remain, sure, and will change, and that sure. will be fun it necessarily. Is, yeah. But like, I think like what you get out of that experience, you value so much that you're going to have that in your life for a long time. I hope so and I I need it it must be that way because I think that truly like I it it has to be both parts it has to be like writing and performance I think I see what it does for the writing that the performance is there and I think once the like I just it had I think they have to be there for me to be as successful at life in my own special way (laughs) but like yeah, I but you know, I have to like st- create a team. I'm not on one now anymore and I don't, you know, I have to like find people that want to do that and then book shows yeah. and like, it's just like a different and playing to like sold out 150 like at UCB theater yeah. is just like oh, what an incredible gift totally. and like and to be able, and I and I don't think I've never I've never worked as hard at something ever in my life to get to from the time I started taking classes until it's true now. it was like an exhilarating it was like ride even I, just to watch like yeah. you just like it just ha- it was like took off. I've, and, I've, yeah. and because of that I've never been more proud like I've never been more proud of anything right. I've ever done because I've worked so hard to to be it to be there and I only two th- months ago three months ago really felt like I belonged yeah and I think that's also part of the thing that I'm grieving is I'm just like oh man like that was had I I don't know why I'm not exactly sure yet I'm still so close to it but like why it took me so long to feel like I belonged but that I had a space there that was legitimate. Yeah. I think because it happened so fast that I just felt like it was like a fluke. Like I just like, right. and so well, it's, it's sad for me now. I'm just like, now it's over. I it. I but you know, it is, it's, I, I've, I performed at um, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York for two years and it's really and cool. you were amazing. Yeah, it was really and fun. And you still are. <laughs> hey, thanks girl. Thank you. So, hey, I, thanks for, I, I've, I know I've cried. I was wondering if I was going to cry um, and I know I've cried once before. And was it talking about violence? I think or was so. it, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was something like super petty or if it was like the most serious. Mm. <laughs> I was like, it was <laughs> It wasn't petty. Yeah, I thought it was pretty, okay, I thought it was pretty serious. This too is very serious, but in a different way. It is an emotional sort of violence, but it's one that will heal. It's okay. I mean, I get- <clears throat> the peers from Vart. Like you have to, emotion. you have to go there, <laughs> yeah, and like it involves being very vulnerable, yeah. being that pure. So thank you for being willing to do hey, that. <laughs> here we are, and this is why we're not going to take that fucking Dorito money. We do not want your little yellow different Motrin money. Say no to Domino's. It's Wayne's world. Wayne's world. Party time, excellent. You better run, motherfucker. Pew, pew.